This episode is a quick tip on coping tools when you're dealing with depression. When we are depressed, it is easy to get lost in the space of your own mind. And it's hard to step out of that space back into living your life. Here are some tools and some tips that can help you. Activation of behavior. Depression can zap a person's energy so that you're completely drained and even activities that you enjoy now are like a chore. And as a result, um, people suffering with depression tend to become less active and that can cause the depression to increase. Um, Even just a little bit of activity can help stop the cycle of fatigue of that hazy brain where you think about all the things you need to do or want to do, but you sit still and freeze. So first, to come out of this, it's going to take a lot of work. If you're depressed, um, everything feels like a lot of work. So be prepared. It's not easy. And um, you are worth the hard work. You are worth it. So, put in the effort. Even a tiny bit of effort can go a long, long way. So here are some activities that you could try that will help you to cope with your depression and ease your symptoms. Exercise. I'm sure you've all heard the term, exercise releases happy hormones in your brain. And it's true. So... Take a walk, even if you just walk around the block, even if you just walk to the end of your street and turn around and go back home. Take a little walk every day if you can. Go ride a bike. Remember how fun it was as a child to go ride a bike? Try riding a bike. If you don't want to ride a bike outside, get yourself an exercise bike. Hop on it and ride it while you watch TV. Lifting weights. Do you have to get gigantic weights and be like Arnold Schwarzenegger used to be? No. You can start with little three-pound dumbbells and just do repetitions on each arm. But try to lift some weights. Build a tiny bit of muscle. Sculpt a little bit of muscle. Tone your arms. Tone your legs. Um, Follow along on an exercise video. If you have a fire stick or cable TV or satellite TV or even access to YouTube, there are millions of exercise videos. And sometimes it's fun to choose the dance exercise videos because then you start dancing. And when your body's dancing, your limbic system tells your brain, hey, I'm happy. So try to choose something that involves dancing and you won't even know that you're exercising. You'll just find that you're having fun for a minute. Um, Swimming, of course, is a good one. 
in the winter time that may not be possible unless you have an indoor heated pool in your living room <laughs> practice yoga again there are millions of videos on yoga choose you know yoga for beginners if you've never done it before and don't don't expect yourself to do the full stretches the way they do in the video but do the best you can um, having a social life I know when we have depression the social life goes right out the window um, you're just too focused on your own pain or numbness and you feel like you wouldn't be good company to others scratch that off your list you need to socialize with other people it really helps coping with depression call or text a friend your support person whoever it is um, organize a group dinner with people that you're comfortable being around visit your family join a club or a group in times of COVID you may need to join the club or group online which is fine you can join any kind of a chat group with a topic you're interested in and it will keep your mind engaged in a social interaction and um, it's better than feeling alone responsibilities believe it or not having responsibilities um, helps you cope with your depression so I need to get the house clean I need to pay the bills I need to take some trainings and become better at my job or my profession. Um, if I'm a student, I know I have to do my homework. So make sure you tend to your responsibilities. Having a hobby is also a great coping skill. Um, it could be a sport. It could be gardening. It could be learning to play an instrument or playing an instrument if you already know how. It could be um, spending quality time with your cat or dog. Studies have shown that petting your favorite animal can reduce your blood pressure and increase the happy hormones in your brain. Another hobby could be cooking. Maybe you're an artist. Get yourself some canvases and paint and go for it. Um, whatever, whatever strikes your fancy, get yourself a good hobby. And personal care, personal care and hygiene. When we're depressed, we usually let those things go. Even people who aren't depressed sometimes skip those things. They get too busy or something happens. And with depression, it, it's uh, very prevalent that personal care, self-care, hygiene, it just kind of becomes the bottom of the totem pole in terms of uh, priorities. So get up, dress up, make your bed, style your hair. If you're a woman or a man, I guess these days, put on some makeup. <laughs> put on your makeup, get dressed up for no good reason at all, except that you're worth it and you're beautiful and you need to show it. Um, I don't care who you are. You're beautiful. There's no reason that you shouldn't go take a nice shower, brush your teeth, get dressed. Even if it's to go sit on the couch all day, you have accomplished one small thing today, and that would be making your bed, taking a shower, brushing your teeth, getting dressed. 
And then boom, if you want to sit on the couch all day, cool. At least you've done something. And every day, do a little bit more. Practice your chosen activities to improve your consistency. Make sure you start small. If you need a break, take a break. If you need to break your activities into smaller segments, do that. Um, like I said, any little victory is better than no victory. Even if all you've done is get up and take a shower and sit on the couch, you just did something different today. So make sure you congratulate yourself and don't condemn yourself or judge yourself if you don't accomplish all the things you think you want to accomplish. It's okay. Make a plan. It's important to plan things out. I know certain people won't even get out of bed unless they have a work schedule that requires them to get up at five and get ready for work and go. So sometimes that's more helpful if you set a schedule on your phone or get a huge calendar on your wall and write what you want to do every day on there. Even if it's brush my teeth, remember to brush my teeth, remember to take my dog for a small walk, remember to, you know, whatever it is, your hobbies, your self-care, your social support system, make sure that you have a small activity every day with each of these. Um, if you set the reminders on your phone, your phone will, you know, of course, give you that annoying ringtone that you set and then whatever whatever text you put on there it will yell that at you you know you'll see the text saying hey get up and brush your teeth so you follow it you commit to following the schedule you set for yourself include a friend in your plans and your commitment so you'll have this will be your support person they will be your accountability partner. They're going to check in on you and say, hey, did you brush your teeth? Did you get out of bed? Did you walk the dog? And you will include them as well. They'll come walk the dog with you. Maybe they'll come over and brush their teeth with you. Maybe they'll come over and help you make your bed on the first day because it's a lot for you. But get yourself, get your support person involved. And... Um, Keep yourself accountable and make it a little more fun for yourself. Social support is huge for depression because when we're depressed, we isolate. That's one of the most common symptoms is we isolate for several reasons. We could be feeling exhausted. We could have anxiety. We could be feeling really crappy about ourselves and we feel like we wouldn't be good company. We don't want to bring others down. We don't want to be a burden. And think of it in, in, in these terms. If your friend, your closest friend, were depressed and isolated away from you and you wanted to help your friend, would you feel judgmental of your friend? Would you think, Oh, you pathetic, lazy loser, get up, do something. You would never talk to your friend that you love that way, right? And they would not think that of you either. So get that out of your head. 
your friends, your so, your your social support people, they love you. They want to see you feel better. So resist the urge to isolate. Lean on your support people. Um, this will improve your resilience to stress and depression. You'll become more resilient. And resilience, the best description when it comes to depression. Resilience is like pulling a rubber band as far as it'll go and letting go of it and watching it snap right back into shape. With depression, you feel like you've been stretched and you'll never snap back into shape. But if you lean on your social support and you use these coping skills, you can and you will. So make it a priority to socialize with friends and family every day, even if it's just a phone call. Um, if it's difficult to do or if nobody is near where you are, give them a phone call, give them a text, give them an email, find them on social media, chat with them on Messenger. Um, you can, you can like choose a recipe and cook together on a video call or play a game together through a video call. Share coffee and conversation over a video call. Say yes. Become the yes person when it comes to socializing. When we're depressed, we love to isolate. We love to stay home. When friends and family invite us somewhere, we always have some sort of excuse. And we always want to say no. So change it. Change it and say yes. It'll feel uncomfortable. You don't want to do it. You don't want to get up and go out there. Do it anyway. You'll be surprised at how refreshing it is once you get past the initial anxiety of it. Start saying yes all the time. Join a support group. There are support groups out there that help people with depression. And, you know, depression has many, many different roots for different people. Some people are depressed because they are in a relationship with an abusive alcoholic. Some people are depressed um, for no particular reason that anybody could pinpoint, but they became depressed. And that doesn't mean something's wrong with them or they're completely mentally ill. It just means... Um, we're human beings and almost every human being on this planet will experience depression on some level repeatedly throughout their lifetime. So everybody deals with depression. There are support groups out there such as Al-Anon that support people who deal with alcoholics or who have dealt with alcoholics. There are support groups strictly for depression. There are support groups for moms with depression. Maybe you have postpartum depression. There are, the numbers are endless. There are support groups everywhere. So jump on your computer and find, find a support group near you. You may have to attend a support group online and that's fine. There are um, millions of them online too. The next coping skill is three good things. Now we know negative thinking is a defining feature of depression. Positive experiences are minimized 
and negative experiences are just magnified. Um, gratitude, three things you're grateful for, helps to combat this tendency by shifting your focus toward positive experiences and positive things in your life rather than all the negative black cloud that you just naturally fall into. So every morning when you get up, write down three things you're thankful for or three positive experiences you had in your day yesterday. They can be small things. You could say, um, it wasn't too windy or cold when I took a walk. It felt nice. Or you could say, um, I got up and made my bed and took a shower and got dressed and it felt good. Or you could say, I got a raise at work. Or you could say, my children are so loving and understanding. Or you could say, I'm grateful that my legs work and I'm still able to walk. Whatever it is, write three things you're grateful for or three positive experiences. And then decide, decide to ask yourself one of these questions about each of those good things. So question one, why did it happen? Question two, why was this so meaningful to me? And number three, how can I experience more of this good thing? So ask yourself those questions and make sure you're doing this every single morning for at least two weeks. Three things I'm grateful for or three good things that happened for me. Why did they happen? Why was it so good and meaningful? And how can I experience more of this? And, of course, mindfulness is the next coping skill. And mindfulness means that you're paying attention on purpose to the present moment with all five of your senses. It means you take back, you take a step back from your thoughts and your feelings and your judgment and you engage in the world. Mindfulness means you're observing. You're observing. You're interacting. So meditation is the number one form of mindfulness. Now meditation could be your classic med meditation. It could also be prayer. Prayer is a form of meditation. So whether you pray or whether you meditate, either way, you are practicing mindfulness. And here's what you do when you pray and here's what you do when you meditate. You sit and you focus your attention on sensation and breathing. You put yourself in the here and now. If you're doing a meditation, you might just want to quiet your mind. You might just play a musical song with no lyrics and let your mind, let your thoughts wander and pass until eventually your mind is just clear. Or you might want to listen to a guided meditation where you're taking on a journey to cleanse your chakras, to heal your body, to feel joy. So you always want to find a quiet, comfortable place 
where you can practice mindfulness every single day. When you do this every day consistently, you get better results. Um, if you can't do it consistently every day, at least do it a few times a week um, because any little bit of mindfulness is better than no mindfulness. Um, make sure you're sitting in a chair, lying on a couch, or lying on a bed, in a beanbag chair, wherever, in a nice, comfortable position. You'll close your eyes, you'll let your gaze soften, you let your head and shoulders and arms relax, and your legs relax. You adjust your posture when you feel uncomfortable, and you have to be very aware of your breathing. Focus on your breathing. Use the four-second breath. Inhale through the nose. Hold your breath for four seconds. Exhale for four seconds from your mouth. Hold with no air for four seconds. And repeat three or four times. And when you do this, I want you to notice the gentle rise and fall of your belly. If your belly pops out like Santa Claus when you inhale, that means you're filling your lungs up completely. And then you imagine your belly button kissing your spine as you get rid of all the air. And during meditation and prayer, sometimes your mind will wander. And when this happens, just gently turn your attention back to your breathing, back to your focus. Don't judge yourself. Say, oops, got off track. Let's get back on track. Okay, here we go. Just keep it very loving toward yourself. I hope today's episode was helpful for you. I hope that you will use these coping skills to manage your depression. So have a great day. What are three things you're grateful for? Go write them down right now and think about that. Start your day with that.